If you're new here, welcome. And if you came back, oh, God bless you. Thank you for coming back. This is the Jesus Fix It podcast with Jess. We talk about everything, life, it's craziness, it's ups and downs, because you know what? Jesus can fix it and he can handle it all. (laughs) Okay, so today, Leslie Robb, comedian, teacher, encourager, I mean, you wear a lot of hats. So first of all, thank you for talking to me. (laughs) I am so excited to talk to you. I wanted to talk to you because let me tell you, I am sitting, first of all, if you attended Spirit FM's Night of Love and Laughter, was it last year that you were our comedian Mm -hmm. for Night of Love and Laughter? Awesome. People are still talking about that, by the way. Um, So fun. So I'm super excited to be talking to you. But um, I wanted to talk about mental health today. And I know what you're probably like, okay, I'm a comedian. Why do you want to talk to me about mental health? Because let me tell you, so I follow you on Instagram. I love, love following you on Instagram because, you know, when you get in those moments where you just like need to take a break from like work or whatever you're doing. Every time I come across your post, I always have a giggle or pick me up or something. But a week or so ago, I was scrolling through Instagram and I came across your post and it was encouragement about mental health. And I'm not saying that because you are this encourager, you are this comedian that surely you can't be encouraging us to take care of our mental health. (laughs) But it was just like another wake up call to me because there are so many people that walk around who you would never think suffer from some type of mental health or want to speak on mental health. And I'm just like, okay, Mm -hmm. so here's this funny person Here's this person who's always encouraging us to have a great day. Here's this person who I always see with a smile on her face and she is posting about mental health. And I'm just like, okay, I just always like to bring awareness to that because there are so many people suffering that you, that smile all the time, that encourage you to be strong, that encourage you to take care of yourself, but they may be the ones who are suffering too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just a conversation. Yeah. So I struggle very much so with mental health um, from the form of depression and anxiety. Most of the time, the smile that you see is a blanket for everything that I am holding under. So I, I struggle very much so with depression. And most of the time, the smile you see is me trying to uplift other people. But most of the time, the heaviness is there. And so I battle with depression most of my life. Most recently, I decided to take steps to get help. Because as you know, in the Christian world, it's like, oh, Jesus is my therapist. But guess what? You can love Jesus and your therapist. Yes, yes. (laughs) So I just recently started therapy. And so I'm working through that with a therapist. My depression comes from a lot of childhood trauma and PTSD from that childhood trauma, from the range of bullying to things from home to things that happened to me at church. So a whole host of things. And so trying to bury those emotions and bury those things and those memories contributed very heavily to my battle with depression. My battle with anxiety 
is actually stemmed from my depression. And so the two together is just makes me a hot mess is basically what it does. <laughs> so most of the time, my mission is whenever the Lord called me in to do comedy was to take all the negativity, place it under my feet and allow it to prop me up into my place of purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was at a low point in my life and I wanted to commit suicide, but I am a huge chicken. And so I was like, I'm not going to do that. But I really wanted the Lord to just take me out. Like, Lord, just let me die. Like, can you just let me die? And at that point of begging him to take me out is where he called me into comedy. And so he told me to take all that negativity, everything that I, so a lot of times when you go to a comedy show with me, I say when life is hard, laugh. Because laughter is indeed medicine, praise God. Yes. And mm-hmm. so I take those things that normal people would, you know, would cause them to lose it. And I use that. I, I, all the things that, that I've dealt with in my life, I turn it into joy. Because God has now turned my mourning into dancing and my sorrow into joy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. A lot of people feel like once you become a Christian, God's going to heal you of depression. He's going to heal you of anxiety. He's going to heal you from it all. But sometimes that's not his will. Right. And so a lot of times when the answer is no, and he doesn't heal you, you have to find the purpose in the pain. And so God has allowed my pain of mental health to help fuel my purpose. And so at the end of each of my comedy shows now, I do a whole segment where I share my testimony and my story, oh. and I encourage people to take care of their mental health. So, yeah, so that has become something that I am a huge advocate for. And moving forward, I hope to be an advocate for even more because a lot of times we we fall into that mode where we feel like we have to pray it away. And sometimes praying it away isn't, that's why I say it's possible to love Jesus and your therapist. Yes. <laughs> that's my go-to phrase. I wholeheartedly believe that because I believe Jesus works through everything and he can work through everyone. And that includes therapists. And so I guess for me, it was so hard for me when, you know, other Christians, like when I was going through my bouts of depression for other Christians to just tell me, just pray about it and it'll go away. And I tried that for a while Mm -hmm. and nothing was happening. And I'm like, surely God doesn't want this for Mm -hmm. me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes, he wants us to pray, but I'm sure like he, you know, gave people wisdom and discernment and these gifts to be able to help people through these things for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Because if if we like cut a gash into our arm, we're not going to say pray and the blood will stop. No, we're going to go do something to get it sewn up to get for it to heal. You can't just put a bandaid over a gaping wound. And so a lot of people tend to equate that, you know, oh, I'm just going to pray and God's going to make it better. And sometimes he does. But if he, if his will is not to make it better, it, you have to seek the, pay, the purpose in the pain. Exactly. Yeah. So what do you do now when you have your bad days? Because yes, you have this outlet, but I mean, we're human. And I mm-hmm. like to say, okay, now I know what to do when anxiety sets in. Like I see a therapist and, you know, I have exercises because you're in therapy, you know, mm-hmm. how we yeah, go. You get coping. We mm-hmm. have our exercises, but we're still human. Like I know there, like there was a couple months ago, I took a day and I curled up in a ball and I had my moment and I mm-hmm. went about my business. But so mm-hmm. like, what do you do when you have those days when it's just like, okay, or do you still have those days where it's like, okay, my clock. Oh, absolutely. 
my comedy isn't helping. My therapist isn't helping. I just need to sit here and feel all of whatever I'm going to feel and yep. let God work. And then I'm going to move on. Like, do you kind of have days like mm-hmm. that still? Absolutely. I have days where I'm just like, let it happen. You know, like you, you need to feel it. Like, yeah. let yourself feel it. Because I mean, uh, that's just, if I were to just, you know, talk it away or, or put it out of my mind or just wish it away. That's no different than me saying, Oh, I'm going to pray and God's just going to take care of it. It's fine. So on my low days, I have to feel it. Like it, it's the hardest thing ever, but I allow myself to feel it and to deal with it because there's nothing else that I can do. And so like you, my therapist gives me coping strategies and, you know, ways to kind of deal with it. But some days are just bad days. Like, not all days are going to be good days. And we all know that. But when the bad days happen, you just have to, like you said, yes, you take it to the Lord in prayer and you say, God, I need your help. But in the midst of it, in the midst of you going through it, if it's, if nothing's working, nothing's shaking, allow yourself to feel it and to deal. Like, because there's nothing else, in my opinion, that works better than allowing myself to feel it and just like embrace it and just be like, you know, today's going to just be a low day. And it's going to be a hard day, but I'm going to get myself through this. I'm going to get myself through it in whatever capacity that looks like. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes, you know, it's like I sometimes will make myself, you know, if I'm having to lay in bed that day. And but I don't allow myself to wallow because we don't want to wallow right. or pity ourselves. Right. But at the same time, we want to figure out what types of strategies and things help us to get through it. Sometimes for me, I, I go for a walk. That's my one of my ways of coping is I go for a long walk. Sometimes I'll go and be with friends or be with family. And sometimes you just don't want to see anybody. Mm-hmm. And so on those days, you find something else that, that would, and then if, then there's the time for nothing helped. And when that happens, I get to a point where I just allow myself to take a nap, to rest, to try to clear my mind, to try to think it through. You, you just have to find what works for you. And of course we have friends and family members and internet and other things of ways to cope. And you try those coping strategies and some work for you, some don't. Find what works for you to get through because it, nobody knows you like you and right. nobody can do it for you. So it's important to take the time to figure out what works for you and how you yeah. cope. And also finding what shouldn't work. Like, cause I know for me, sometimes when I get in those moods, I have to tell myself, don't go to food or shopping. <laughs> yes. Yes. No retail therapy in this situation and no, yeah, no um, emotional support via food. I know. I know. It's like, I'm having a bad day. Yes, Let me I go buy something or eat something. Yes. Like, no, yeah, that is I not going to be person that would just eat my feelings. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Like, I had to stop because I was okay. eating my feelings and I had gotten to my heaviest. And now I'm in the process of losing weight, of course. But it, it took me getting to the point where then you've got a whole nother issue because then you're yes. going to be depressed because you got, you're obese and you can't <laughs> move, but you can't do. So you're just going to further feed the depression. So, so yeah, finding a balance is what's best. Okay. So what would you say to the person who doesn't want to be around their family during the holidays? Because, you know, there are so many like family dynamics. And I know for some people, they're just like, like I've talked to people who are just like, I love my family, but there are just some dynamics in my family. And I'm just not in the mental space to deal and then um, like one of my friends, she has a lot of family trauma as well, but she is making a trip out West to see her family just because she feels like 
it's Christmas. I have to go. It's an obligation. Yes. And she's like, I know when I get back, I'm going to be in six straight months of therapy. And that sounds like a joke, but it's, but it's not a joke. I remember last year she was in a ball for like a month after visiting her family. And I'm like, why are you going? I know it's your family, but is this worth it? But you almost feel bad saying that to somebody. But if it wasn't free, don't feel bad. Yeah, because- I don't feel bad telling people that because of, there's nothing wrong with setting boundaries. There's nothing um, wrong with setting boundaries. And if your family is a trigger for you, and that's a word that people need to memorize when it comes to mental health is trigger. It's figuring okay. out what your triggers are, what your triggers are, because that is what's going to be so vital into avoiding those triggers. And if her family is a trigger for her, absolutely not. Like you're literally, literally feeding your mental health in the wrong way. Yeah. It's very detrimental to your mental health. Yeah. Like I just feel so, so bad. And the way I explain it to her is, you know, if these people weren't your family and they were just your friends and y'all weren't, didn't have any kind of like blood relation, you wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. Like you're only going because Mm -hmm. society says it's your family and you have to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just something that says, okay, even if this is toxic, just because you're blood related, you have to go anyway. Like that's the stigma, I guess. Yeah, absolutely not. A lot of people will still go visit family holidays, even if they're triggered by them or if they have mental trauma or childhood trauma as a result of that, because of the fact that they feel obligated during the holidays to, to check that box. You are never required to check a box that triggers you. You are never required to check a box that is going to be toxic for you. That is not something that you should ever do. Your mental health is vital. Like they say, your mental health is your wealth. Like you cannot make it if you are not mentally sound. You have to protect and guard your mental health. Like it is essential. And if your family is the thing that's going to trigger it or make it to the point where you can't function, absolutely not. That is not under any obligation except for blood relation, like you said, that you makes you think that you have to do this. Because like you said, if it was a friend who triggered you in this way, a friend who did this, you under no circumstances would go to that that gathering, nor mm. should you be required to check a box at the holidays unless it's a checking a box that fits for you. And see, a lot of times people do that also because they don't want to be left alone during the holidays and they don't want to be mm. lonely. Okay, well, then you have to find and redefine what the holidays look like for you and exactly. what's healthy for you. Exactly. It's not about your parents. It's not about what your siblings are going to say, oh, you should be coming and you should be. No, this is about what is going to be a mentally healthy policy for you, not everybody else. Right. Yeah. And I think like I'm 46 and I think the closer I get to 50, like getting towards that, mm-hmm. I think the easier it's becoming. And, you know, my mom told me it would be like that the older I got. She was like, you know, the Mm -hmm. older you get, the easier it's going to be just to say no or hurt people's feelings, like not in a bad way. And I'm like, you know what? I can say no a little bit better. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, so I have to ask you a question. I always ask everybody who's been a guest so far um, Mm -hmm. on Jesus Fix It. Okay, and this is going to put you on the spot a little bit. If you could ask Jesus to fix anything, big or small, if it's trivial, whatever, what would it be? For Jesus to fix mm-hmm. my my husband. Okay. 
Yeah. If I could, if that was something that I could do, I'd ask God to fix my husband because there are certain things that he's limited in his capabilities of doing. And I would love for God to fix my husband to be who I thought, you know, I would marry and versus who I married out of obligation. Almost like, I don't know how to explain it. So basically for me, like I was at a low place of self-esteem and self-confidence when I got married. I barely even knew my husband. I just got married because that's what you do. You're a good Christian girl. You know, you get married. Yeah. That's what I did. I, I, I didn't know my husband. I didn't know him, his limitations uh, mentally. I didn't know anything. And so, and, and I know you said you're putting me on the spot, but honestly, if, if I were asked the question, Jesus, you could fix anything, what would it be? It would be my husband. Um, because that would be, that's just me. I love my your situation. honesty. I like your honesty. Absolutely. I love that. I'm always going to be transparent because I believe that transparency transforms hearts and changes minds. Yeah. And so if we're constantly hiding our testimony or constantly hiding what we're going through, how could anybody be changed or helped by it? So I believe that sharing your testimony and sharing things, yeah, the sensitivity of it should be seasonal. And then once that season is passed, you should be able to share it because yes. it's going to help bless somebody else. Because like the Bible says, we're overcome by the word of our testimony. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I'm I'm that person. If you want to know stuff, you want to ask me because I'm very transparent. I love that. <laughs> hey, if they look at your social media, they'll know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. That reminds me of this song we've been um, playing. It's by um, Corey Asbury. It's called Kind. And it's all about oh. how... You know how like when, you know, the bad things in life happen to you, you're just like, okay, God, why, why did you let this happen? How could God let the bad things happen? Well, this song, he like pretty much addresses that. He's just like, okay, even when you were going through that thing, God was still there. Like, okay, yeah, that thing may have happened to you, but God is still God. So I love the transparency in that song that says, yeah, bad things are going to happen. This is what life is, but we still have a big and mighty God. So the fact that you're transparent, I love that. It just made me think of that song. I know that's totally random, but yes, it's called Kind by Corey Asbury. Hey, I'll have to look it up. Thank you. Yes. All right. So you can follow Leslie on social media. Leslie Rob Comedy is where they can find you. Do you have any upcoming shows? Not before the end of the year. Nope. Everything's now going into the new year. So, yeah. Wow. Can you believe we're saying going into the new year? I cannot believe it. I know. Only a few more weeks left in this year. It's crazy. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. God bless you. Praying for you. And we've got to do this again. I love talking to you. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yes. Thank you so much. I think I hope this blesses somebody. (laughs) Yes, me too. I hope it helps someone. Life's not perfect. That's why God gave us friends like Melody and Candy. Check out quirksbumpsandbruises.com or search Quirks, Bumps, and Bruises wherever you listen to podcasts.